0: Hello all and welcome to the Affluent Marriage Podcast. You're listening to two Money Mastery Coaches talking about living a rich and full marriage through generational wealth building principles, authentic two-way communication strategies, and everything in between to become a couple that lives in love and walks in wealth. Your legacy begins here, season three style.
1: Whoa! I spy with my little eye that you said something different about us today. I
0: did. We are embracing the fact that we are money mastery coaches. That's who we are.
1: We are money mastery coaches, y'all. We have done some serious glow ups, okay, between season two and season three. And I love this. like, And I think you said this at the very beginning when we first started this out, that you said this would be a historical document of our our change, our evolution, our journey, our journey. and let me tell you, it has been an evolution and a journey. Um,
0: I think just sorry. knowing your niche, like where where you fit in the market, who are we? What are we? Look, we help high-earning power couples mm-hmm. to obtain affluent synergy in their shared finances and communication, even if they already outsource to a professional finance team, mm-hmm. Or if they already have a financial written plan, yes, right. We know our market. We know who we're helping, mm-hmm. and it's important to know, you know, your title, your client, your potential client, and what you can do for them.
1: We also have um, something amazing called the Affluent Synergy Framework, and that is something that Daniel and I have been working very hard on and making sure that whatever client comes into, ideal client that comes into our sphere, that we're able to help them with all of the things that they need to become a couple that lives in love and walks in wealth. Here's so, the way I look at that. It's just becoming so much more, yes.
0: Within this affluent synergy framework we have, there's there's three legs to that basically, right? Uh-huh. But I don't want to look at it as three legs. I, I envision it as like a road. Mm-hmm. And on a road, right, that's a two-way road, you have lines on that road. Mm-hmm. So you've got your midline and then you've got your two boundary lines, right? Right. The midline is there to keep cars from running into each other, right? Yes. So for us in that affluent synergy framework, that midline is the safe place conversations. Agreed. And the reason why that's there is it protects you from killing your spouse.
1: You know, I love that. With, because
0: without that, bluntness. y'all are gonna go at each other. Yeah. Right. And then we have our two boundary lines. And for that, we have our financial strategy Mm -hmm. and our financial routine. And that's going to keep you on the road, pushing and propelling forward. Look at that. You're not going to go off track.
1: Because we got that lane, you know, that lane assist. You got that, right? We just got this new car and it has lane assist. And let me tell you, it will vibrate it will move it will like be like get back into the lane right it wants to keep me safe that's exactly what the framework is helping you to do as well it wants to keep you on track keep you safe and make sure that you and your spouse are together going towards the same journey so look at that you we see also that synergy?
0: have listen and we also have cancun
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We haven't even we haven't even gone to Cancun, y'all. Like we I'm excited, this but
0: we've got out we've got Cancun outfits.
1: Oh, we've got Cancun outfits. Make sure that you're following us on Affluent Marriage Pod on Instagram and KG Millionaire Coach on Instagram, um, because we're going to be updating and we're probably going to do a lot of content and a lot of fun stuff happening in the next weeks. Um, that to just one recap our fun vacation, um, but also recap the the growth we're doing. So this is
0: but it is a business trip. It, it is it's, a business trip. It's, it's a networking trip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so We're going to be a lot, around a lot of people just gaining as much information as we can, but also, you know, selling ourselves. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Right. We want to leave with partnerships. And I'm a leave good with, time. Yeah. And leave with connections with other clients as well. So I am excited that we are in season three. Excited that we have like a new understanding of what we want to bring to the table and man, today we're talking about the commitment to being affluent. Um, if If you don't know, right, this is called the Affluent Marriage Podcast. And affluence is not something that you just like wake up and decide, I'm gonna be affluent, right? Some people might even call it bougie, but like your bougie is gonna look different than another person's bougie. You have to figure out what that's gonna look like. But like when you commit to being affluent and commit to the building of that wealth to stay affluent, There's something in particular that has to happen in order for you to create that sustainability, to actually, what is that saying? That the saying that starts, whenever you're making a shift, it doesn't start with the action, it starts up here to do the action, right? So it starts up in your mind. You have to make the decision and then act. So yeah, how do we commit to being affluent?
0: I want to start with a quote i haven't done this in a while but i wanted to to bring back a quote from our good friend t harv ecker secrets of the millionaire mind which is a very just inspirational and motivational book like if you're looking for something Mm. that is going to help you commit to that that affluence lifestyle Mm -hmm. then this is going to motivate you to get after it so harv says you have to commit to being rich The definition of the word commit is to devote oneself unreservedly. Mm -hmm. This means holding absolutely nothing back, giving 100% of everything you've got to achieving wealth.
1: Now understand that this doesn't mean you're selling yourself out, okay? Because I think when we, a lot of people might have the idea of rich and they immediately think of a Kardashian, right? Which honestly, if you think of the Kardashians at the very molecular level, the fact that they are businesswomen and they are darn good businesswomen. They know what they're
0: uh, doing. You know, Harv says, bless the rich.
1: Bless the rich, right? They, if you look at the very, very like molecular level, I know what media wants to say and what they sell because they know it sells, but at the molecular level, they know what they're doing in business. And you know what? Let me just go to another person that I'm recently, you know, like obsessed with Uh, Taylor Swift. Yes, of course you. Yeah. But Taylor Swift knows what she's doing um, and she is committed to being the best and committed to being wealthy as a result of her going after the thing that she's not holding back from. Um, Can
0: I put on my tinfoil hat?
1: Yeah, go for it.
0: What is the likelihood that the NFL paid Taylor Swift... To date, Travis Kelsey to bring in a new audience to watch NFL games.
1: I think very small, because if anything, it would have Cause started. Because what if she's
0: a businesswoman no, and she, she was like, "Well, she if you want to pay me that kind of money and you're going to give me access to, I don't know, like a Super Bowl or something I don't know." Like,
1: I mean, she's never done a Super Bowl. She hasn't. No.
0: Well, you know, Usher got I it think this she'd year. Be
1: a really good but, Super Bowl pick.
0: I'm just saying, maybe the NFL's in the bag and, and, you know, gave her some cash and now she's dating Travis Kelsey.
1: See, if that's the case, Travis, you know how this worked, right? Travis Kelsey went to her concert and tried to shoot his shot. He started it.
0: Maybe the NFL paid him.
1: I mean, I'm just saying, maybe they like. Maybe they're colluding. So I'm saying, like, if anything, if that was really a, a story you wanted to tell, it would have to be. That they came to him and said, Bro, you need to go to this mm. concert. Mm. <laughs> She's going to more NFL stadiums and playing in more hours than we are. I don't know. I feel like there's
0: <laughs> there's some like midsummer night's dream going on here. There's like mm. a little triangle going I on. I know. And I love it. T Swift and Travis Kelsey and Commissioner Robert Goodell. What? I don't know who He's that is. He's the NFL commissioner. I don't know. I don't know who that is. That's okay. Okay. Swifties you don't know who me. that is. Swifties don't know who <laughs> you're, that is. You're but with they, me but they will because they're gonna start watching nfl games
1: it's true it's true it's true um i saw this one tiktok where they were going through like as a song like who all the quarterbacks and cornerback like who all the different people are like
0: i love it yes it's okay swifty tell highest, me about football
1: the highest scoring and like well-known people in the nfl are yes i think all the quarterbacks mainly and like the the level of hotness because <laughs> that's how we would know who they were on the field
0: <laughs> are you speaking about you no
1: this was a tiktok i'm not the only one who does this oh name.
0: okay because i remember that a long time ago you tried to play fantasy football and you picked all of your your draft picks based upon cuteness yes
1: yes um who did i pick was it Marshawn?
0: No. No, no, no. Russell Wilson. You've Russell got that Sierra. Wilson, yes. You know, you got those Sierra eyes. Russell Wilson. Yes. You're like, he's Who is now on the
1: Broncos? And good for not you. Doing a very they good actually
0: job. just got blown out like yeah. seventy to twenty. Yeah, they're yeah, not so doing a great job. That was. See? Not, I know that's not something. his fault. I mean, he plays offense. But I know, but. He, but Anyway, we got a
1: little off, but yes, when we commit to being rich, there are certain things, activities, whatever that we have to do to make sure that we're committed to that, and that doesn't necessarily mean spending all of your money haphazardly. Um, committing to be rich means you need to really understand, again, at a very molecular level, what that looks like and feels like. Um, so I, I kind of, I love that you said that no, absolutely, holding nothing back. I think when we th- when we are walking into this state of affluence, we need to surround ourselves around an environment that is affluent. So let me give you an example of something that helps me. Sometimes when I'm like maybe stuck in my current situation and I'm like, I know we're working towards something, but I am I am not seeing the finish line right now. I'm feeling like it's a little bit blurry. Um, I'd like to take myself somewhere in which I feel affluent. So sometimes that could be, um, you know, at a cafe. Um, and it doesn't have to take a lot of money, right? So I'm at a cafe, I'm drinking a favorite, my favorite drink, and I'm just breathing in the day. I'm breathing in, like just being still in my seat, people watching, and I am able to feel like, wow, this feels, this is what I want. Like, as I create more wealth, I want more space to do this, more space to sit, no, that sounds horrible. I just want to be lazy. No, but more space to enjoy whatever you want it is. Choice. I want choice. That's really what it is. It's not that I just want to be able to sit there and go. I'm just going to sit on my keister. But like, I want to enjoy and truly enjoy a moment and not have to think about anything else on my brain. I want to truly have choice. Do I want to do this? Do I want to do that? Oh, you know what? Like, what if I could sit in that cafe sipping my macchiato and I have an idea that comes to my brain of, you know what? I I want to write a book or maybe I see a person sitting in the corner and I say, I'm going to buy, I'm going to buy her, her meal for her today because I just feel like it like, those types of things, when you start thinking through what you would do as that person that you desire to be, that's when the vision of, oh my gosh, this is what I really truly want. It's not necessarily always having the fancy car and the designer outfits, although that can be part of it. The other part is I there's a certain way that I want to give back to the world. There's a certain way that I want to live. And when I start to like get a glimpse of that, that's what makes me go, this is why I'm working as hard as I'm working. This is why I'm continuing to invest. This is why I want to have you know, several properties that I want to be able to have to um, amass wealth so that I have more space, more choice to do these things.
0: My mind went to a 100 different places of things that I want to talk about, but I'm going to start with this. When you think about how many people there are in the world right we've got to be above 8 billion at this point like it it's growing every day every second right? every second people are being born and think about how many people hold most of the wealth in the world mm. right it's only a sliver of the percentage of the people in the world hold most of the wealth so my point is majority of people in this world are not rich mm-hmm. being affluent being rich like that's that's not something that's just you're not just going to like walk into that Mm -hmm. like it's not just going to happen to you on accident right right like if you want to be affluent if you want to make a ton of money and be rich you need to commit yourself wholeheartedly to that right that's not something you can just be half button Mm -hmm. you know like Mm -hmm. you got to be fully committed to being rich so my point is you got to get after it
1: yeah so what are some things that we can do action steps to get after it, like, because then again, I still think that a lot of people, even in their mind, as you say, you have to get after it. you have to hold nothing back. People think, oh, I have to, I have to go after getting that dollar, whatever it takes, I have to you know, slip into a space of greed. That's not what we're saying, right? We're not saying slip into a space of greed. We're saying be intentional about where your money is going and treat the dollars that you bring in now as your future affluent dollars. And if you don't tell them where to go, you don't treat them with the respect of like this is where I want you to go. This is how I this is how I'm planting the seed for my future. If you're not doing that with today's dollars, then you're you're not ever going to reach that vision of future affluence. So I
0: think you forward. just have to be committed though. Like yeah. think about the people who hold a lot of the wealth, right? Like the Steve Jobs and Bill Gates and like they had a dream while they were working in their garage, right. you know, and they had that first computer, like they had a dream and they didn't just kind of say, oh, that's a cool dream. Right? Like they, they went actually after went after it. You think about Rachel Rogers, which is who we talked about when we first started this podcast and how she was a lawyer, she's making good money. Like, you know, she kind of had her own firm and her own business, like she was doing well. And then the pandemic hit and she really had to toil with how committed am I to this? Like, right. I have employees that I'm not going to be able to pay because all of the work is gone. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's working from home. Like, I it's it's done. Mm-hmm. So she had to have a moment where you know it's either make or break. Like, right. I either stay committed to this and I want this and I get after it, or it all just crumbles. Right, and she rose from that right she created an entirely new offer an entirely new program right. and it thrived during the pandemic and she made more money than she'd ever made in any single month of her career yeah because of her commitment yeah so my point is you have to get at her if you have a dream if you have something that you've always thought about pursuing it's it's not time to hold back right like it it's time to what would you say kim put the pedal to the
1: put the pedal to the the gas I love it
0: the pedal, <laughs> the pedal to the metal, metal babe. I tried to, to I set metal. you up there a little bit because I kind of gave you a different one and I wanted to see what you say, but yeah, you've got to <laughs> put your put foot, your foot to the, the <laughs> to the pedal floor of the gas and you got to go for it.
1: You had to go for it. Yeah. So for you, like I said, it's just being intentional. So, Some ideas that you can think of, right, which, again, we're going to say some things that you've probably heard before. And to that, I say, why haven't you done anything about that yet? Right. So there are two camps. I feel like whenever and and the thing is, I will hear financial uh, like people talk all the time and I will still get something out of it, even if it's something I've heard before. Sometimes I'll hear something and I'll be like, I knew that. But the way that it came from that person's mouth, the way they worded it and phrased it, I was able to say, oh, yeah, that totally makes sense. I'm so glad she said it that way for those listeners, because there's so many different ways that can be said. Um, And it's able to give me like a checks and balance, like, oh, I never thought about that before. Oh, we should try that, right? So even if you were on this like road and you're like, I got this, know that there are so many different ways to get to your desired goal. And know that this is a, listening to this is simply a space for you to have checks and balances with yourself. Am I doing these things? Have I said I was going to do them and I keep putting it off? Have I done it and I'm seeing you know movement with that? Like it's working, but are there places that I could tweak or do better? And if everything you're, if we say here today that you do, and you're like, I do all of that, I'm on the right track, then good for you then share this with a friend, share this episode with someone, say, guys, this is so true. Everything in here is something that was from my brain. This is totally something that you should do if you're trying to be an affluent person. I'm doing all of these things and I'm so excited that I've done it. That is a great way to just share just, just share the wealth. So
0: before we jump into some of the ways that we can commit ourselves to being affluent, I do want to say this. You mentioned getting to your desired goal. It is so important to know your purpose, to know what you're driving yourself towards. Like you have Mm -hmm. to have a goal in mind. And I say that because there's a psychology to money. yeah. And you will never have enough money. You'll never get to a point where you're like, I'm good, I don't want any more. Unless you have a purpose and an end goal in mind where you say, I have a concept of this word enough. Like I have. enough Enough. and I'm not saying contentment like you know you're not gonna you're just like oh I'm content like things are no I don't mean that I mean you have an idea in mind of what you want your lifestyle to be I want my investments my Roths to be maxed out I want my 529s to be maxed out for my my children I want my house of my dreams like I'm making comfortable payments on and it's not stretching me and I'm not house poor like I've got the vehicles that I dreamed about and desired, and I have those. And Mm -hmm. I go on the amount of trips that I wanted to go on every, like you have an idea of what you want your life to look like, right? you've painted that picture, and that's what you're working towards. And when you get there, like I'm not saying you can't chase after more, but if you don't have that concept of enough, Mm -hmm. then you will never have enough. And that's when it can be consuming. Mm -hmm. And I don't want this to become something that consumes you Mm -hmm. and eats away at you but I do want you to commit yourself to being affluent Mm -hmm. to get to what you said, that end goal.
1: Right, right. And again, this starts with mindset. So in your mind, you'll be able to say like, wow, I feel really good. I know there's more things I want to do, but oh man, do I feel very, very content right now. It is a blissful feeling, let me tell you. So the first thing is you really want to make sure that you have um, a clear financial goal that's really important first so we do make sure make sure that you have that end goal in mind but then it it's like that wealth mindset that also comes in there as well so like if there are anything that, if there's anything that's limiting you the limiting beliefs around finances so think about the things that maybe you've you've held on to from when you were younger from when you were a kid maybe you saw your parents fight a lot with money Maybe you never got an understanding of like how to even manage your money effectively because it was never modeled for you. And maybe you heard, you read books, you listen to podcasts, you know that there's a way to manage your money, but you have no idea what that means for you. And so that can be very, very like confusing as to like, how do I even get there? This seems like it's like a hop, skip and a jump and like a rocket ship away from me. So you need to have that wealth mindset so it's kind of like what we said before about developing that that affluent um you know area for yourself so again like i said go into the coffee you know house and 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 looking around and kind of thinking what is the affluent version of me doing in this time frame like what am what am i doing as an affluent being how am i going to elevate this moment is it just being still is it you know paying for somebody else's meal is it helping the owner and saying hey i would like to just give you $5000 because i just really like this place like what what kind of flex do you want to be able to be like yes i can do that really think about those things and develop the, the mindset through positive affirmations through finding ways to switch and turn some of those limiting beliefs around to oh no I can do this I I have the absolute ability to do this
0: right I'd like you to picture your mind in this moment as a container and a lot of that container that's what I do <laughs> That can, like, the book that I'm writing, Wealth Happens Here, is full of that. Oh, did so, you hear
1: that, guys? Hold on, I just want to say that.
0: The book that I'm writing, and I am almost halfway through. Seriously? Yes.
1: Season three, Kim and Dan have- We don't play. Some serious glow-ups, okay? So
0: I want you to picture your mind as like a container, mm-hmm. and your container is going to be full, but what is it full of? Is it full of those limiting beliefs? Is it full of the negative? or is it full of positive affirmations around money and that positive growth mindset? Earlier I said, T. Harv Eker says, bless the rich, Mm -hmm. right? You wanna bless that which you want to be. Mm -hmm. So that's why we bless the rich. So you can say whatever you want about the celebrities and the people that are doing well. Yeah, You know, say, hey, you worked hard to get there. You did what you had to do to make that money. Like, good for you.
1: Let's have a conversation real, real quick. Because can I tell you a, a pain in my side uh, that I hear is a lot of people saying, Well, if you're so rich, why don't you take care of XYZ problem? Right? Now, I'm not saying we're not completely like, you're right, but whose money is it? Is it yours or is it theirs? Do you have control over their morals? No, you don't. Do you have control over yours? Yes. Do you have control over your time, money, and resources? Yes. So if your view of affluence is being able to go and help neighborhoods one meal at a time, one school drive at a time, if that is your calling, if that's what you feel whenever you see someone who is affluent, who is rich, and you question their motives, then you take that mantle and say, well, then guess what? It is my whole motive that as I bring in more income, more wealth into my world, that I am helping in this capacity because I am wholeheartedly going after this goal. And that sometimes is the thing where, it's not even that you're like, oh, I'm better than them. It's just like, you know, they also have a motive, a goal, a thing they're moving, going after. And I hope that whatever that is, that they're fulfilling it. And I'm gonna hope the best, even if, cause I don't know their morals. I hope that their hearts are changed. But I can't change their mind. I can't change their morals. I can't change the way they manage their money. But I can manage mine better. I can do my part. And you have to be okay with just doing that. And you have to be okay with, I mean, even sharing what you're doing and inviting other people to catch on to that dream. But you cannot control another person's wealth. That is a thorn in my, I can't <laughs>
0: Dan right, our, our differences can be a dividing point for a lot of people, but right. it's also our differences that allow there to be so many different charities and yeah. things out there because everyone has a different mission or a different calling that they feel led to contribute towards. So I was talking about the container in your mind, right? A lot of people probably have limiting beliefs yes. that are overflowing their container and, and you can add some if you can think of some off the top of your head, but you're limited. you have to identify what they are. Is your limiting belief... Well, I'm not good at math. Mm-hmm. Or is your limiting belief, that was, that was yours. You know, my family, we didn't come for money. Mm-hmm. So money's not going to come to me. Or, you know, my family wasn't good with money. Or I'm not good with money. Or I've got so much debt. Or I'm, you know, I'm stuck in credit cards. Or, or teachers don't make a lot of money so teachers yep, can never be rich. What, like, was. what is, is that it for you? <laughs>
1: yep. Teachers don't make a lot of money. My job doesn't make a lot of money. There's no way I can get another job.
0: I'm a woman. I'm, yep. I'm a minority. I'm a
1: mom. I have, I have kids. I'm a single mom. I have, I have kids and there's no way that I'm going to be able to do that. I just It's just hopeless for me.
0: I don't have enough time. Yes, time is huge I don't a huge have enough one. energy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. So you have to check yourself and see what is the limiting belief mm-hmm. that is overflowing, that is filling that container, which is your mind. Because if your mind is just full of all these limiting beliefs... It's gonna be very difficult to be yeah. committed.
1: Can I tell the, the listeners how they can move from that limiting mindset to a positive mindset? One of my favorite things, I should ask for your permission.
0: You have my consent.
1: Thank you, okay. <laughs> I didn't Talk want to, to just people about
0: evaporation. I don't know what the you're gonna say. Evaporation
1: of the limiting beliefs. So one of the things that I, because listen, our story is unique. We are educators. We paid off $76,000 in 28 months we were making less than 60k together and we worked a lot of jobs to get out of debt in 28 months now our flexes and i everybody has a flex our flexes that we had were that we had no kids we were living in a very expensive area so rent was expensive but we were able to move to a smaller space and we were also around family members who you know occasionally like we would go to your parents house on sunday nights for dinner we would go to my parents house and they would have random food and we would go eat it so like we had some flexes like that that allowed us to have a little bit more uh leverage however they didn't they didn't They didn't help us with the debt. We did not There were no handouts. There was no handouts, right? So you might listen to our story and say, well, it's because you had this that you got it done so fast. Oh, well, it's because you had this as excuses and limiting beliefs as to why it can't happen for you. So what I love to tell people to do is, you know what, you're right. I'm not like you and you're not like me. Go on YouTube and I want you to search, do a search engine for whatever your situation is, whatever that limiting belief is and winning with money. Like just put like um, single mom with six kids, you know, pays off debt, right? Put it in there and I want you to see what comes up. I guarantee you that you will find at least one story of someone who has a conquered their debt, conquered their money mindset, made their money, built an organization, built a charity, built you know, a, a base of, of understanding and their got a better job, changed their entire life around because of whatever X, Y, and Z they did, most of it has to do with like money management and, and mindset. Guarantee you, you will find it. And use those stories as your fuel. Use those stories as a way to shift your limiting belief and say, it is possible because I've seen it done before with someone who has similar situations to me. I know it can be possible for me too. That's a great way to just kind of slowly shift those limiting beliefs.
0: I'm trying to remember what I saw educators in the top five of, I'm, I'm not sure if it was how like top five professions that retire well or, or what the statistic was. But the point is, educators, even though they don't make a ton of money every year, mm-hmm. they still manage their money very well. Mm-hmm. They're like one in the top five professions when it comes to retirement. I think
1: I think it's one of the top professions that hit millionaire status too.
0: Maybe that's what it was yeah. that I was seeing. My point in that is I think educators have a leg up on other professions, not in income, but in the fact that they see and appreciate Continuous learning. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because they know how to educate themselves. They mm-hmm. are professional educators, not just of others, but of themselves. Like right. they see the need to constantly improve their craft. Yes. And they're very crafty mm-hmm. when it comes to finances. Yes. And they find a way to, you know, bend and flex their budget to make it work for them. Mm-hmm. And if they have to pick up extra jobs, they do it. Yep. If they need to invest, they do it. Whatever it is they have to do, the educators get after it. And it's not just because they married some rich guy or some rich gal, right? <laughs> yeah. Like They are continuously educating themselves about their personal finance and their investing and, and different wealth-building strategies. Like They know how to constantly learn, and I think that helps them when it comes to their mindset. I agree. So if they have these limiting beliefs, they know how to identify them they know how to get rid of them, and they know how to fill that void, fill that gap with those positive affirmations that's going to push them into that next bracket.
1: I wonder if there's a lot of teachers. This is a total side note. I would like to look at some data on this because when you're educating in a public sector, you are automatically in your uh, a pension, right? So if you have a pension, and that pension is then accrued over time along with if you have a, a 403b you might accidentally I shouldn't say accidentally but because they take that money out automatically coupled with what's in your retirement you leave a millionaire
0: <laughs> Right. I mean right? for Especially sure the 403b if, you 20- if you're investing that's going to be there the, the pension and, and social security we, we don't know like that could just be good gas money
1: right 30 years from now you don't
0: know you don't we know, don't know
1: but i find i wonder if that that happens right but regardless what you say is correct like teachers have a very good way of like monitoring their mindset and they're also really good at asking questions and when it's when we're faced with a space where we have to like have a growth mindset learning something that we've never heard before or learned before we we rise to the occasion we will get it done so i do i do agree with you that there is that that grit i think with educators so in continuing our conversation about affluence and committing to affluence right we've just talked about making sure that you are you know, committing, that you have a plan, that you know exactly what you want your life to look like, that you're working on that mindset. I also think, you know, making sure that you're networking and learning from others is a really important thing to do to make sure that you are surrounding yourself around an affluent feeling. And you wanna be able to have these affluent conversations because those conversations look and sound a lot different than conversations of people who are riddled with limiting beliefs um, and they don't really dream big they are stuck in the rut so to speak or the rat wheel um so you know what are some examples of like learning from others and networking that people can do like how are we going into those spaces
0: i think about how many people make it to professional sports like the nfl and the nba and they have short, medium, long careers, whatever, but when they retire from the NBA, a lot of these players end up going broke. Mm. And a big reason for that is because they can't let go of their, their past. Mm-hmm. A lot of the people that they grew up with are following them you know, to the clubs, to the wherever, and they're just giving them money, mm-hmm. right? Or they have terrible financial management habits whatever it is, I wanted to speak more to the networking in the past because they just, they can't let go of like these friendships and they're in a different bracket than their friends mm-hmm. and they're just spending all this uh, money and yeah. next thing you know, they're broke. I'm not telling Look you to field. get rid of your broke friends. <laughs> That's not necessarily what I'm saying, but you do need to surround yourself with affluent-minded people. Because yeah. if you are of a lot of money, and you're surrounded by people that don't have money. They're always going to be asking. Yeah, you're always going to see their needs. Maybe they're not asking, mm-hmm. but you're going to see their needs. You're going to and you're going to want to help your friends. Can you imagine and your the family. guilt,
1: right? Especially if you're coming from a space that isn't the best, you know, of conditions, and then you're thrusted into a a, a space where people are in five star hotels and they're living completely different, and now they have a McMansion. The guilt that might riddle those people, those those individuals, is real. And it doesn't mean that you can't help the people around you. That's not what we're saying. But when you allow that guilt to drag you down, in which case a friend from your previous life can say, well, don't you remember? Aren't you a part of our family? And if you, family helps people. Family gives money to people.
0: Part of our community.
1: That's part of our community. That's what we do, right? And so all that to say, like, yeah, like, there's a reason why that happens, but when we talk about like the the limiting belief, and it could be your family, when you are sitting around the table and you happen to bring up something, a dream, or an idea about, you know, making a lot of money, or uh, a dream of, oh, I want to go on this trip, I want to go on this trip, and I want to go to Spain, and I want to be able to do X, Y, and Z, and the first response out of somebody's mouth is, Psh, good luck good luck with money you're making or where do you think that money is going to come from
0: where money doesn't grow on trees money
1: doesn't are you kidding me there's no way we could ever do that when you're faced with that every single time there is a petition for something that is a dream of yours right that makes you feel affluent that helps you feel like oh i'm going after a dream of mine you are you are around limiting
0: belief people versus being surrounded by an affluent minded group that would say i love that yeah let's let's plan some ways to make that happen exactly. like how can we get you to your goal this is what you want let's get after it right how can we make it happen
1: right so when we say networking and learning from others to stay in that affluent like space and committing to affluence, being around people or making the intention of being around people who are dreaming and and talking this way is gonna change your outlook on how you look at your own finances, how you manage your finances, the way that you talk about your finances, the way you talk about your situations. Because when you're around other people, you feel like you're not alone. You're not the only one who has these big dreams and goals. And when you see you know, your friend over there who you're talking to and you're like, oh man, I'd really love to go to Spain. And she's like, oh oh my gosh, the next time I see an opportunity, let's make it happen. Let's talk it out. Let's see if we can make it happen for you. And what do you want to do there? Let's plan this out. Like they're going to meet you right there and help you plan that goal or or take you on that journey with them um, as opposed to constantly being shut down. And you can use this for anything,
0: right? So let me say this so that people listening don't say, oh, Kim and Dan Money mastery coaches don't believe in giving back and supporting communities. That's not at all what I was saying when I talked about, you know, these professional athletes going broke. What I'm saying is surround yourself by an affluent minded group of individuals who would say, "Hey, mm-hmm. I see that you have a goal to give back to your community. Like I can see that when you talk about your people back home, like you have a calling to them." Let's plan a way that is sustainable. Oh,
1: there it is. That's a big word. To
0: give back to your community so that way it can continue Mm -hmm. to grow and grow and you can constantly give more and more back, but you're not going broke. Right. Right. Like, how can we invest your money? How can we do things so that way it's growing and compounding Mm -hmm. and you can give back for the rest of your life versus give it back all at once for a day or two right. and that there's nothing left.
1: Or even helping or being around those people and helping them with their, like the person who's bringing in all this money, helping them with their mindset of you don't have to feel guilt, right? You can still help your community and you don't have to feel guilt. If you don't like, there is never, there's always going to be in the same way that there's never going to be enough for you. There's always going to be someone saying, well, I want this from you. I want this from you and they will milk you dry. Right. And so you have to create those boundaries and be able to say, this is how I'm going to build affluence with myself and help my community build affluence as well by showing boundaries and creating a space where they can have that conversation and and create a a trust almost like so to speak. So then they're still able to get understanding and get the wealth that they need or whatever money they need but they're also learning at the same time. Like we can build those things, thus creating again that sustainability. So I know that that NBA example is a little bit out there, but you get what I'm saying here. Like you can still give back, right? And even where you are, even if you are like, oh, I'd love to be able to give back to this shelter, this community, this cause, you can start now. So being intentional with your finances and saying, this is a priority for me to give back to this type of community then as you do that, the more money you make, guess what? It becomes a part of your routine and a part of your habits and a part of your, your normal like mindset. It's it's a no-brainer for you. It's just automatic. And so that's kind of how you become that affluent person that you desire to be that is giving to t- charities in lump sums because you've been doing it even when you were not making the lump sums and you were just dreaming about it. That is kind of how you start to build this affluent Um, mindset and you start committing to it. I
0: I know you said the NBA thing is a little out there. I would say it's relatable because I think if you're listening to this podcast, you are committed to being affluent Mm -hmm. because you are trying to educate yourselves. And I guarantee you're probably one of the people in your family that's doing well with money. That's true. And people in your family are probably, you know, they might be asking you questions like, Hey, can you support me? Can you help me? Can you do this? Or you feel like I'm probably the head of the family. So, if I have to handle things like wills or trusts, like your family's probably talking to you. Mm -hmm. Like it's probably going to go through you. Right. If you're taking the time to educate yourself through this podcast and through other resources. And really that's my challenge to you. I'm not saying this is a CTA per se, but educators do well because they educate themselves. Mm -hmm. So you need to model after that. What are you doing to educate yourself on investments, on wealth building, Mm -hmm. on financial management like what are you doing to educate yourself who are you surrounding yourself with mm-hmm. right this is how you commit to being affluent yeah when you write c- mindset educate yourself surround yourself with the right people mm-hmm. these are your first steps
1: yes that is literally it when you have those those goals in place and you're you are very clear on that now it's time to put action behind it. And sometimes that looks like seeking that professional s- support and saying, okay, how do I do this? I have the people around me. We're all talking about it, but we're excited about understanding how to carry that out. So that looks like creating a budget. That looks like managing your spending. That looks like, you know, again, creating more education or understanding more about investing, about saving, about growing your money sustainably, making sure that it's sustainable for yourself, growing that business that you desire. So it is you bringing yourself into places where you can get that type of support that's going to help you get to that affluent and commit, stay committed to the affluent life that you desire. So I think that that is a very good start to season three. No, I love it. To really, I mean, if you've listened to season one and season two, there's a lot of content we've covered but it all remains the same. How bad do you want it? Do you want the affluent life? Do you want the life where you are like really going after those dreams and goals and the lifestyle that you're dreaming of? And it's not even that, for many people, it's not even that it's super intense. It's not like you wanna sit on a yacht all day long, right? Sometimes it's just as simple as- You might. You might, but I just wanna wake up and know that I have choices that's really all it is that I want. I just want to be able to have choices, unpack that for yourself and really decide to commit to that affluent life that you're desiring. Um, Are we ready for a CTA? Do you have something else to say?
0: No, yeah, Give give us a CTA, girl.
1: I think your CTA was really good to continue to educate yourself. I think it's a good thing to list like what types of things do I need to educate myself off on? What types of things am I not so fluent in that I need to understand a little bit more about? So maybe start with the YouTube. Maybe start with you know our you know connections that we have. Right, we have our Millionaire Blueprint, which is great if you have a spouse and you want to learn how to have these more rich conversations around finances. Boom, like that's a great one to do that. With um, the link should be down in the description, so that's good. But even if it's investing, right? Let us know. DM us on Affluent Marriage Pod or at KG Millionaire Coach. We'd love to help you. You know, have some favorite people to connect with to help you understand more about certain things um, about you know wealth management. But overall, you need to kind of have that heart to heart with yourself. What does your affluent lifestyle look like to you?
0: Bottom line, you're not gonna get rich overnight. But it's gonna happen over consistent, smart financial decisions over time. Mm-hmm. You gotta remember to define what wealth means to you personally. What is that end goal in mind? What are you trying to get to? What is your enough? What is your contentment? So it's going to vary from person to person what Mm -hmm. that affluent lifestyle is for you. But it's important to know what it is. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, you have to be committed. You have to have patience. These are key factors in the pursuit of your financial success. Guys, go live in love, walk in wealth. Take care, y'all.
1: Bye.